Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This summer, Sprite is bringing you the Live from the Label Tour, featuring live stream concerts from your favorite hip hop artists, including Lotto, Sweetie, and Jack Harlow. Need a ticket? Just buy a Sprite bottle and scan the label. Scan three bottles and see three of this summer's hottest shows. We causing a commotion. Brought to you by Sprite. Get your ticket to Sprite's Live from the Label Tour when you purchase a 20-ounce Sprite or Sprite Zero Sugar at your nearest retailer. Copyright 2021, the Coca-Cola Company. All rights reserved. What's up, everybody? It's your boy B. Scott with the Philadelphia Eagles. I just want to thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five-star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is a Brawl Network production. We're talking about practice, man. You're listening to Philly Sports with Giovanni. It felt really good to prove to everybody, but not only that, prove to ourselves that we we had great potential. And through the year, we just kept passing tests and passing tests. And eventually, we were the team to beat. Here's the man, the myth, the legend, Giovanni Hamilton. Welcome back to Philly Sports with Giovanni. Today I have on Football Kelly from the Kelly Green Show. What's up? Hey, man. Glad to be here. How are you after this loss? At this point, I feel like the team has lowered my expectations week and week and week. So the expectations for last night weren't too high. Uh, really wanted to see them pull out a win, shock the world on uh, the national stage, but we didn't see that happen a little too late on the offensive momentum. I think the ups, up, up tempo showed some promise in the second half, so that was a promising adjustment that I saw. Um, the defense was, in my opinion, incredible. Uh, I think that if you can hold – the Seahawks to 20 points. That's a good defense. That's a great defensive stand. They, they went forward on fourth down a couple of times and the defense was able to execute and not let them convert. So huge, huge plays on their end of the ball. Uh, unfortunately the offense wasn't giving them much to work with. Yeah. Um, the defense was actually, the the real Jim Schwartz defense that we know and we love. And uh, I was happy to see that. I very, really, very, very aggressive last night. They, they were, yeah. So I got into a little fight, but it's all right. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> like to see that. It's like yes. you want to see the heart of this team. I, I, I don't love taking the penalty, uh, so let me just clarify. I do love that he – you know, stood up to him and, and really started the the defensive, uh, yeah. like, strategy to, like, play hard, play rough. I mean, they were hitting DK 
really tough last yeah. night. Yeah, my man Alex Singleton did pretty good. He was body slamming people out there. Tackling <laughs> tackling machine. Yeah, he was really good. Uh, I want to talk to you about all the stuff Carson Wentz gets. I don't get why he gets it all because, honestly, some of these these fans are just lazy. They just they picked Wentz to blame, and now they're just going with it, and they're just blaming Wentz this whole season. So I want to know, what do you think about Carson Wentz getting all this unneeded hate? Um, I think some of it's warranted. I think uh, you are one that will admit when there is criticism that he needs to correct things. He has done some things, um, unfortunately, uh, on a consistent basis that make people feel frustrated that he hasn't learned some lessons from his rookie year. He, he's like not picked up on some of the smaller things that he should in his fifth year be comfortable and and capable of you know, throwing the ball away in some instances, but also just being able to to execute in some plays. It's sometimes on him, and I think that that is the frustration that some people have because he did get paid early in his uh, his rookie contract would have been up this year. So a lot has changed in that dynamic. We paid him early, so now he's this million $100 million guy and people feel like we're not getting what we're paying for. Uh, and it's it's true. I mean, there are times when it is on Wentz, but there are times that so many people will break down in the tape where Peterson's offense is a little too simplified or the offensive line is not playing well or people aren't getting separation or aren't you know creating that opportunity drops that have happened over the course of this season. A lot of it is um, with so many other people to blame. It's not just one person. You can't just blame one person. But again, when you become the the star, the franchise quarterback, you're going to take on that burden more than anybody else. Uh, and and sometimes it's right and sometimes it's wrong. Uh, I feel bad for him at times. I am frustrated with him at times. Uh, it's so sad because... He's had a really difficult NFL career uh, so far. Think about his story. He comes in in 2016 as a rookie. He plays that season. It wasn't, you know, a crazy year. Second year, he is off the charts. He has shown so much development, has created so many offensive plays, and everybody's calling him the MVP of the season. And then he gets you know, the ACL uh, tear and uh, he's out for the the time when the Eagles go on to win a Super Bowl. So he's on the sideline for that. And then 2018, he is um, unfortunately compensating for recovering and the rehab of his knee and he gets the back injury. And then, so he's sitting on the sidelines for a play for two playoff games. Then 2019, he finally gets some plays together gets this team to the playoffs and he's taken out in what I would consider a dirty hit in that Seahawks game and barely got to play in any playoff game. So everybody will say this guy's never won a playoff game, but there's so much context that you have to look at when you look at the Carson Wentz that we're looking at in 2020. So he's had a hard time 
And I think that people need to step back and realize that he needs a better coach for at least his quarterback coach to really sit him down because we know what he's capable of. We saw it in 2017. I don't think that's a mirage. I don't think that's uh, a one hit wonder type of year. Like you don't get to be that good with this offense. And then you're completely regressing to what we see today. Like there has to be more to it. There's, points when you're watching him play where he really does get the ball out faster and he's he's not thinking too hard he's making the right decisions and i i really think the blessing in all of it is that we did pay him early and people think that's crazy because paying him early now means we're stuck with him you can't choose to walk away from him he's he's the quarterback of the eagles and i think somebody needs to come in the organization needs to surround him with people to make sure either mentally or physically he's in the right space to be that guy for the future of this organization. Yeah, people are just latch on to Carson Wentz, it seems like, and they just throw hate at him. And I don't really understand that because that's not how football works. Yeah, absolutely. It's a team it's a team sport. Like uh I know that a lot of people want to blame the quarterback and a lot of times uh this year the offense has been the thing holding back this team, but there's been there's been times when the the offense was working during the the Steelers game, the Ravens game, and the defense let them down. So there is just a breakdown in the whole organization about, you know, creating opportunities to win. I think complimentary football is so, so important. It's not happening this year. So it's unfortunate because, again, it will always end up going back on the quarterback, the franchise uh, quarterback of the team. Yeah, um, I think the whole organization has failed him, to be honest, because this year he has had 10 different offensive lines. And get this, they get rid of Nick Foles. They pay Carson Wentz. And then in the second round of this draft, they get a new quarterback and start that controversy again. Instead of getting guys to help Carson or to protect Carson, I think that was a really big mistake on the Eagles' part. What did you think about that? When the pick for Jalen Hurts happened in the second round, I was absolutely shocked like everybody else. I could not believe we we made that decision because – there were so many other positions that were such a priority. I thought Nate Sudfeld was a decent backup. I thought he was a guy who knew the offense, was able to step in if there were to be a situation. I realize and acknowledge the Wentz injury-prone commentary that always surrounds him because of his history. Um, but Sudfeld was you know, a guy that I thought could be capable. I didn't think it was that important to get a backup where we did. I think it's unfair to Hertz right now because he's the kind of guy who um, unfortunately has to go in in one play and try to fix things, or I don't know what they're, they're assuming he can do in one play. He's not really getting much of an opportunity to, to get any kind of momentum going. And it almost stops any momentum that is happening with Wentz. So it's, it's a dual, like a double-edged sword in a way where you're slowing down the offense's like groove. And so 
I think it's it's one like it's unfortunate that the Eagles thought that that was the biggest need. Um, I have a lot of criticisms of Howie Roseman and how he drafts, but I think that one is probably going to be up there as one of his most controversial, but also uh, potentially detrimental to his career uh, with this organization. It's, it's unfortunate because I don't want a quarterback to be looking over his shoulder in any way, like once potentially could be with like he had Foles now. It's always about Foles, Wentz, and the, the comparisons there. Now it's him and Hurts. Um, but I, I do think Wentz has to be a, a mentally strong person and say, you paid me to be the guy. You know, it's not about that. But it is definitely a conversation and concern that the team thought that was the biggest need at that time when we had holes on defense, we had holes on offense, we had, you know, potential game changers, starters, like on the board right at that moment. Uh, you've got players like uh, Jeremy Chin in, uh, pan- at the, in the Panthers now uh, who's making plays basically every week. And it's unfortunate that we don't get players like that because we're trying to create depth on a team that had holes. Yeah, I I don't think it's fair to Jalen Hurts at all because you're bringing this kid in for his rookie year. It's his first NFL team, and you're bringing him into all this drama at quarterback position. I just it's not the right environment for him. No, I don't think it's right for anyone, and it's it's the kind of thing where I think he was excited to come to the Eagles because there were playing opportunities that maybe he wouldn't have gotten in another organization, but you'll hear people saying that a lot of teams didn't have him on their board for the second round at all. So taking him that early, could we have gotten him later in, in the draft? Who Who's to say, who's to know we can't uh, turn back time to figure out when he would have been taken by a different team, but it's almost like a desperation move to kind of buy an insurance policy on Wentz that high up in, in, in the draft when, again, we really had other positions that we needed to address. If you have loved ones that rely on your income, you need life insurance. But finding the best quote shouldn't take a lifetime. With Policy Genius, you could save 50% or more by comparing quotes from America's top insurers. First, head to policygenius.com. In minutes, Policy Genius will compare prices starting at as little as $1 a day. You might even be eligible to fast track your coverage with a no exam policy. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team handles all the paperwork and red tape. If you have any questions, their team of licensed independent experts is on hand to help. In fact, Policy Genius's award winning service has a five star rating across thousands of reviews on Trustpilot and Google. Make today the day you cross life insurance off your list and get protection for your loved ones. You could save 50% or more by comparing quotes. To get covered, head to policygenius.com today. Yeah. Uh, Doug said in his press conference today that uh, he loves play calling, and Troy Smith suggested that Deuce 
uh, could take play calling. And I fully agree with that. I love Deuce, and I think that um, if Deuce did the play calling, I think there would be a lot more of Miles Sanders in there. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that Deuce is really probably the only option at this point since we didn't bring in an offensive coordinator, and he was kind of like an offensive coordinator for the run game uh, last year. I think that was how they kind of set it up. So they didn't bring in an offensive coordinator when they um, let go Mike Rowe last year, and I think that was a huge mistake because now it's almost like Peterson has the uh, – authority for this long to say that he doesn't think that he needs to give up the play calling. There needs to be some pressure from somebody above him to say, you're basically last in all offensive, you know, categories. You've got to turn it over to somebody. Who do you, who do you want to go to? Uh, And Deuce is probably the only guy at this moment that would really be able to step in and do it. And I would be curious to see how the players would react to, that move. I think it would be a, a, a change. I think we need a change. I think status quo is not good enough right now. And I do see the team still battling, still fighting to create opportunities. It's just not translating on the field. And so um, maybe just bringing in a different set of eyes, somebody who will attack with the run game first. Uh, I think Deuce would probably do that because he is a running back and that's his mindset. Um, I think that's kind of where I'm at with it. I think a lot of fans are looking for a change, whatever that might be. I know there's different levels to what people want to do at the head coach position, but uh, at least in this moment, we have several games left in this season. I want to, I want to see what we have in house because this season potentially doesn't matter in the long run. We might just be looking about the long run um, and short term. We have some games to see what talent we have in house as far as coaching goes. Yeah, I think so too. Um, what do you think that the biggest change the Eagles will make this off season? Do you think we fire anyone? Because I know at least we need OC. It's it's a tough question for me. Um, because I think so many fans like you, like me, have waited our whole lives for a Super Bowl. And this regime brought the Lombardi back to Broad Street. And for me, it's almost like, well, was that was that one year just a one-hit wonder with Howie? Like, was he only able to really hit on these free agents for one year? He can't do it again. He can't reclaim recreate that um and you know same thing goes for peterson i think there's a lot of questions about whether he's really got the offensive mind to create an offense that was so dynamic in 2017 or was that all right and so you are constantly trying to understand what would be the right move because then potentially they move on to another organization and do that for that organization. Like we're watching Reich every single week. We're watching Foles every single week. That would be the same dynamic that you get with Howie Roseman, just as an example, 
the GM of the Jaguars, you know, like that would be the reality constantly or like evaluating whether or not we messed up and let them go too soon and made a rash decision because there's a tough season. Like there's been other examples. Sean Payton gave up play calling in 2016 when things weren't working out. He's still the head coach. There, there are head coaches in this league that had bad seasons, missed the playoffs. Pete Carroll's one of them. So, are you just gonna say, you know, two years after, you know, three years after the Super Bowl, and and potentially, you know, two playoff opportunities for Peterson, that you're gonna move on? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Lurie's ready to do that. I do think. If anything is going to happen, it would probably be Roseman leaving. Um, I don't know if it would be him getting fired or just parting ways amicably and saying, you know, this isn't working for us long term. But if you're going to potentially get rid of your GM, you also have to consider that that new GM coming in would want a new head coach potentially if – one became available that he would prefer to hitch his wagon to, so to speak. Yeah, um, I don't really think that we're going to get rid of Howie, though, because of the cap. Yes. Because he's such a mess. I don't think you can ask a new guy to come in here and figure that out. Yeah, it's a, it's a tight cap situation. I think uh, Howie Roseman had been pretty good at navigating the cap situation for so many years. And uh, the 2020 season, they expected the cap, you know, number to go up and it didn't go as high as many teams had anticipated due to COVID pandemic, all that other stuff. They, they decided not to have it rise to the level that had initially been the expected number. Um, so then the the ceiling for this cap is getting tighter and tighter. And uh, unfortunately, over the years, we've been kicking the can down the, the line on some of these contracts. So they're uh, more expensive and you can't cut these players. And now that the roster's older. And so these things compile on top of each other. And it is what Roseman has now have to face and potentially have to fix. Uh, I do agree with you. It would be a tough situation for somebody who wasn't handling this day to day to come in and try to fix uh, without making some pretty difficult, different, different, difficult decisions. Yeah. Um, I just want to say congrats on your show. I'm so excited to have you a part of the Eagles role. And I want to know, what got you into football and why are you an Eagles fan? Oh, man. Uh, well, I appreciate the, the compliment. I'm so excited to start um, with the Eagles Brawl team. I'm so excited to be working with you. So this is awesome. Um, I became an Eagles fan when I was really young because I uh, am the youngest of four kids and we always watch sports together. We would sit down on Sundays. It was one day that we were really um, slow on activities. I was in sports. My brothers were in sports. My sister was in sports. Um, and I'm the youngest in the family, of course. So I uh, I would always just sit next to my brothers, try to understand what the game was like, talk to my dad about it. My mom doesn't like football too much. But she still would, uh, you know, 
check in every so often and, and see what was going on with the games. And the Eagles really were a way of bonding in, in my family. So it really became a special part of my, my daily week. And, and during the seasons, it was always so, so special. So when, um, you know, you wait all this time, I mean, you are a little younger. You didn't have to wait as long as I did for the Super Bowl to happen. You know, when so many fans were listening to uh, and watching that that Super Bowl win, it was like the culmination of so many years of suffering, watching so many teams in and out, difficult seasons, you know, change of head coach, all those scenarios that were happening. It was such a special experience to uh, to finally have that payoff because I don't ever want to be a, a bandwagon fan. I don't think there's any glory or fun in that because when you feel the victory of of finally getting to the mountaintop, yeah. it it's there's nothing like it. Yeah, no, there's not. I I loved watching that Super Bowl victory. That was awesome. Um, Great. The way I became an Eagles fan is I was born into it. Um, my dad lived in Philly for a while. And I'm happy I was born into it, to be honest. And, uh, you know, there's just a different feel with the Eagles organization. They just, they have to fight so much. And I have to fight so much through my medical stuff. And it's re- it was really easy to take to Carson Wentz, too, because he just fights so hard and he plays with heart, and last night we saw that towards the end of the game. He didn't give up. It's, it's exactly right. And, um, you know, it, it is the kind of thing where I've lived in a couple of cities so far in my life, and, and there's nothing that compares to Philadelphia in my mind. I think the loyalty, the passion that this fan base has is top tier. Uh, it, it's really, really something special. And even though everybody seems to drive each other crazy at points, <laughs> The frustrations are just because we care so much. And and that's what I always remind myself. If there's an argument, it's just that people really want the team to get it right. And and there's so much that has to be done now to change it for the future. Um, but let's not lose sight of the fact that in 2015, we fired Chip Kelly. And then two years later, we won the Super Bowl. So <laughs> you can do things in a quicker sense in the NFL than I think in in many other um, sporting um, arenas. So football is a special, fun experience every single week. It's frustrating at times. And, and will you lose sight of the, the fun of the game when, when the team is not performing? But the reason we love it so much is because there is so many exciting and unexpected things that can happen in any given season. Yeah, it really is. Thank you so much for being on here. I love having you on. I, I have to have you on again sometime. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed talking to you. I, I always enjoy interacting with you. And so if you ever want me on again, um, I'm, I'm here. Definitely. Awesome. Go birds. Go birds. You work hard for your money. Are you sure it's working hard for you? You could be sure with Merowest Credit Union. As a credit union, Merowest is all about people, you and me. So they do the right thing by offering us better rates, greater choices, and better service. Merowest Smart Rewards Checking is a perfect example. It's a checking account that pays you with rates up to 18 times the national average. Really, check it out at merowest.com. 
and service? MeriWest takes pride in what they do. Experience it. Your dreams and MeriWest's values just go together. Consider MeriWest today. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.